What's up, everyone? This is the Next Tape Podcast, episode 14, with Mikhail and... And Tanika. Where we have conversations on different topics. So, happy holidays, everyone. This is our last episode of 2023. So, basically, uh, you'll probably see us during the... the I'm 2024, if I'm wrong, Tanika. Okay, so I think what he's trying to say is that yeah. you will get our next episode um, in January 2024, probably around January 11th. That's when you can expect the uh, next episode. Yeah. Yep. That's right. She does the schedule, everybody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, what are we uh, talking about today? So this okay. is our Christmas episode. Jingle, so jingle. Gonna... What? Jingle, jingle. Okay. All the way. Uh, okay. And we are going to be talking, you know, a little history about Christmas and how Christmas was celebrated back mm-hmm. in the day. Maybe how some countries celebrate now. Right. Um, we're going to also slip in some Hanukkah in there because that's happening Mm. Uh, around the same time as Christmas. Yeah. And we're going to briefly talk about Boxing Day, which mm-hmm. again, Boxing Day is a holiday that is only celebrated in certain countries. And then we'll go into some fun stuff favorite movies, favorite music, traditions, that kind of stuff. We'll keep you, you know, entertained. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's begin, everybody. First thing we're going to talk about is the history of Christmas. So, as we all know, Christmas is celebrated on December 25th and is both a sacred religious holiday and a worldwide cultural commercial phenomenon, which I think everyone can agree with at this point. Um, So for two millennia, people around the world have been observing it with traditions and practices that are both religious and secular in nature, and we'll get to it. Christians celebrate Christmas Day as the anniversary of the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, um, who I'm not going to go into who Jesus is. I think most of us know, but we are, that's, that's what Christmas is supposed to be for, in Christianity, that's the view. Um, popular customs now include exchanging gifts, decorating Christmas trees, attending church, um, and sharing meals with family. Um, of course, we're also waiting for Santa Claus to arrive. So December 25th, as I said, has been a federal holiday in the United States since 1870. And for Canada, it has been um, a holiday for us since kind of the first time we celebrated Christmas here in Canada, which was in 1867. So just three years before America. <laughs> but that is, that's what we kind of been doing here. So I have uh, 150 years here in Canada. So let's get into it. The middle of winter 
has long been a time of celebration around the world. Centuries before the arrival of the man we call Jesus, early Europeans celebrated light and birth in the darkest days of winter. Many people rejoiced during the winter solstice. When the worst of winter was now behind them, and they could look forward to longer days and extended hours of sunlight. So, we still, the winter solstice is still something that we kind of, some people kind of still talk about. Um, we're not quite there yet, but we're, we're, we're getting there where we can, I think it's usually around sometime in January where we kind of say, okay, now we're getting. Or January, February, where it's like, okay, now we're getting longer days, and the worst is behind us, and it's like, the worst is just beginning, according to, like, we're gonna get, like, dumped on with snow here in Canada, usually, so, anyways, what do I know? Um, so, in Scandinavia, the Norse uh, people celebrated Yule, so that's where we get, like, Yule's hide, from December 21st, um, from the winter solstice, through to January. In recognition of the return of the sun, fathers and sons would bring home large logs, log, yeah, which they would set on fire. The people would feast until the log burned out, which could take as many as 12 days. The Norse believed that each spark from the fire represented a new pig or calf that would be born during the coming year. So... The end of December was a perfect time for celebration in most areas of Europe. At the time of year, most cattle were slaughtered so they could not have been fed during the winter. Sorry for those who are sensitive about. If you're a vegan, I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's what happened. Um, for many, it was the only time of year when they had a supply of fresh meat. In addition, most wine and beer was made during the year wasn't that was made during the year was finally fermented and ready for drinking in germany people honored this is kind of fun because it's kind of dark in germany people honored the pagan god odin during the midwinter holiday germans were terrified of odin as they believed he made nocturnal flights through the sky to observe people and then decide who would prosper or perish no in between. Because of his presence, many people chose to stay inside. Um, so in Rome, where winters were not as harsh, lucky people, as those in the far north, there's this holiday that they did called Saturnalia, I believe is how it's said, which is a holiday in honor of Saturn, which is the god of agriculture, which is pretty big in Italy um, so that's when that was celebrated in, in Rome I guess especially not necessarily all Italy, Italy but um, the beginning in the week leading up to the winter solstice and, continue, and continuing for a full month uh, Saturnalia was a hedonistic time when food and drink were plentiful and the normal Roman social order was turned upside down so for a month, enslaved people were given temporary freedom and treated as equals. Not nice of them. Business and schools were closed so that everyone could participate in the holidays festivities. Also, around the time of the winter solstice, 
Romans observe Juvenalia, which is a feast honoring the children of Rome. In addition, members of the upper classes often celebrated the birthday of Methera, who was a god of the unconquerable sun, which happened on December 25th. It was believed that Methera, who was an infant god, was born of a rock. I don't know what that means, but anyways, for some Romans, Methera's birthday was the most sacred day of the year. So we're kind of starting to see kind of maybe where December 26th became a thing. So let's talk a little about, obviously a lot of snow, Jesus was not actually born on December 25th, which is a lot of reason why certain people don't celebrate Christmas, um, who are maybe Christian or Catholic or whatever. Um, So in early years of Christianity, Easter was the main holiday, which I think we can all understand why. The birth of Jesus was not celebrated at all. In the 4th century, church officials decided to institute the birth of Jesus as a holiday. Unfortunately, though, the Bible does not say when Jesus was actually born. We don't know this. Um, Which is apparently a fact that I think a lot of us know the Puritans later point out, because the Puritans have to point out everything that is wrong. So, uh, although some evidence suggests that his birth may have occurred in the spring, because duh, what shepherds do you know is out there doing shepherding? That's not the right word. Um, in winter. That's not usually when that happens. So Pope Julius I just randomly chose December 25th as the day that we're going to celebrate Jesus' birth. It is commonly believed that the church chose this date in an effort to adopt and absorb the tradition of the pagan Saturnalia festival which kind of makes sense because usually the popes are in Italy so maybe that's where the influence is coming from um this was first called the feast of the nativity the custom spread to Egypt as well and to England by the end of the 6th century so by Holy Christmas at the same time as traditional winter solstice festivals church leaders increased the chances that Christmas would be properly embraced, but gave up the ability to dictate how it was celebrated. By the Middle Ages, Christianity had, for the most part, replaced pagan religion. So, on Christmas, believers attended church, then would celebrate in like a drunken, carnival-like atmosphere, which is similar to like Mardi Gras. Each year, a beggar or student would be crowned the Lord of Misrule, and eager celebrants played the part of his subjects. Cool. The poor would go to the houses of the rich and demand their best food and drink. If owners failed to comply, their visitors would most likely terrorize them with mischief. Okay, Christmas became the time of year when the upper classes could repay their real or imagined debt to society by entertaining less fortunate citizens. So let's get into how Christmas is the way it is today. So in early 17th century, a wave of religious reform changed the way Christmas is celebrated in Europe. When Oliver Cromwell 
ever heard of him, and his Puritan forces took over England in 1645, they vowed to rid England of, you know, Christmas. <laughs> so they canceled it. By popular demand, Charles II um, restored, who was, who was restored to the throne, he also then brought back Christmas. So the pilgrims, for the pilgrims, English separatists that came to America in 1620 were even more orthodox in their Puritan beliefs than Cromwell was. As a result, Christmas was not a holiday in early America. From 1659 to 1681, the celebration of Christmas was actually outlawed in Boston. I'm not surprised. That's where a lot of the issues were, was in Boston. Anyone exhibiting the Christmas spirit was fined five shillings. I don't know how much that is today, but that is, I know it's a lot. By contrast, in contrast, the Jamestown settlement, in the Jamestown settlement, sorry, Captain John Smith, again, ever heard of him, reported that Christmas was enjoyed by all and passed without incident. After the American Revolution, English customs fell out of favor including Christmas. In fact, Christmas wasn't declared a federal, federal holiday, as we know, until June 26, 1870, in America. <laughs> it wasn't until the 19th century that Americans began to embrace Christmas. Americans reinvented Christmas and changed it from that carnival holiday into a family-centered day of peace in Australia. But what about the 1800s? But what about the 1800s? Peaked American interest in Christmas. The early 19th uh, century was a period of class conflict and turmoil. During this time, unemployment was high, um, as we kind of know with like the 30s rolling in, and gang rioting of the disenchanted classes often occurred during the Christmas season. In 1828, well, this is actually the 19th century, sorry, that would happen in the 20th century. I'm wrong. <laughs> so in 1828, the New York City Council instituted the city's first police force in response to a Christmas riot. This catalyzed um, certain members of the upper classes to begin to change the way Christmas was celebrated in America. In 1819, the best-selling author, Washington Irving, wrote the sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon, Gent, a series of Christmas, uh, well, a series of stories, not necessarily Christmas, but about the celebration of Christmas in an English manor house. The sketches feature a squire who invented, uh, who invited the peasants into his home for the holiday. In contrast to the problems faced in American society, the two groups mingled effortlessly. In Irving's mind, Christmas should be a peaceful, warm-hearted holiday, bringing groups together across lines of wealth or social status. Irving's story, celebrants enjoyed ancient customs, including the crowning of a Lord of Misrule, which we talked about a few minutes ago. Uh, Irving's book, however, was not based on any holiday celebration he had attended. In fact, many historians say that Irving's account actually invented tradition by implying that it described the true customs of the season. So, kind of cool. So now let's talk about a story that I think we all kind of know and love. 
Except for my mom, she doesn't like the story at all. Um, a Christmas, uh, a Christmas Carol, written by none other than Charles Dickens. So, around the time that the other book was happening, a Christmas Carol also was happening as well. Um, story's message was an important message, which was the importance of charity and goodwill towards all humankind. Um, it really struck a chord, I think, with a lot of people in the States and in England as well, and showed members of Victorian society the benefits of celebrating the holiday. Uh, the family was also becoming less disciplined and more sensitive to the emotional needs of children during the early 1800s. Christmas provided families with a day when they could lavish attention and gifts on their children without appearing to spoil them. As Americans began to embrace Christmas as a perfect family holiday, old customs were unearthed. People looked towards recent immigrants and Catholic um, churches to see how the day should be celebrated. In the next 100 years, Americans built in a Christmas tradition all their own that included pieces of many other customs, including decorating trees, which my family just did yesterday, and um, sending holiday cards and gift giving. So that's how it all began. And we also do that here in Canada. But anyways, the legend of Santa Claus, though, where did that come from through all of this? Well, the legend of Santa Claus, I think a lot of us can kind of know, traces back to a monk whose name was Saint Nicholas, who was born in Turkey around 280 AD. Saint Nicholas gave away all of his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside, helping the poor and sick, and becoming known as the protector of children and sailors. Saint Nicholas first entered American popular culture in the late 18th century in New York when Dutch families gathered to honor the anniversary of the death of St. Nicholas, which is Dutch for St. Nicholas. I think it's Nicholas, but anyways. Or Sinterklaas, for short, which that's kind of a version of the name Santa Claus kind of came from. In 1822, a minister by the name of Clement Clark Moore wrote a Christmas poem called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas. More popularly known today by its first line, as was the night before Christmas. Which, spoiler alert, we might read a little bit in towards the end of the towards the end of the podcast. So the poem depicted Santa Claus as a jolly man who flies from home to home on a sledger and by reindeer to deliver toys. The iconic version of Santa Claus as a jolly man in red, with a white beard and a sack of toys, was immortalized. Um, in 1881, when political cartoonist Thomas Nass drew on Moore's poem to create the image of old Saint Nick that we know today. So, let's go into some fun Christmas facts that we didn't talk about um, in the history. So, each year, 25 to 30 million real Christmas trees are sold in the United States alone. Lord. We have a fake one. There are about 15,000 Christmas tree farms in the United States 
and trees usually grow for, uh, for between 4 and 15 years before they are sold, which is, makes sense. Um, the first eggnog made in the United States was consumed in Captain John Smith's 1607 Jamestown settlement. Poinsettia plants are named after Joel R. Poinsett, which is spelled P-O-I-N-S-E-T-T, an American minister to Mexico who brought the red and green plant from Mexico to America in 1828. Fun fact, for those who don't know, poinsettia is also the flower of the month of December, which is probably why we see it during Christmas. My mom always used to get poinsettias, and we now can't because it's now poisonous to birds, so we can't have it in our house. The Salvation Army has been sending Chris, uh, Santa Claus clad donation collectors into the streets since 1890. Or since the 1890s. Uh, what else? Rudolph, the most famous reindeer of all, was the product of Robert L. May's imagination in 1939. The copywriter wrote a poem about the reindeer to help lure customers into the Montgomery Ward department store. Last fact, construction workers started the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree tradition in 1931. So that's it for the Christmas history. Um, let's jump into a little Hanukkah. So... I know I'm going to screw up a lot of these words, but we're going to try. <laughs> so, Hanukkah, which is actually Hebrew for dedication. I never knew that. Kind of cool. Jewish festival. Um, this Jewish festival begin, it begins on Kislev 25, which is usually in December, according to um, the Georgian calendar. Um, it's celebrated for eight days, as I think a lot of us know. Hanukkah reaffirms the ideals of Judaism, and uh, in particular, the rededication of the Second Temple of Jerusalem by the lighting of candles on each day. Um, so, that's basically what it is. Um, Hanukkah came to be widely celebrated and remains one of the most popular Jewish religious religious uh, observances. Hanukkah commemorates the Maccabean um, victories over the forces of the okay, this is where the names start Seleucid uh, king um, and the rededication of the temple on Kislev 25 which was in 164 BCE. So this was led by someone by the name of Matthias? Mathias? Mathias, that sounds better. I have a Christmas fact. So basically, the word Xmas is something used instead of Christmas in Greek. X is the first letter of Christ. So basically, I've been using that for like, you know, a lot of uh, written stuff. So like, Cards. Yeah, I don't think you're the only one. I think a lot of people Happy. do that. Yeah, I, I didn't know what it meant because I, I see a lot of people doing it. I was like, I think a lot of us just thought like Xmas was just shortened for Christmas. I think that was just basically. I think that's kind of an everyone's 
like thoughts was just <laughs> I was always under the impression that Xmas was just to say Christmas for short because Christmas I guess is a long word some people want to put Xmas right. I don't know if people actually know the true meaning behind Xmas well they know because I did not do now how did you now <laughs> so yeah. yeah that's my that's my fact uh, for uh, Christmas you can uh, continue with Hanukkah Okay, Hanukkah, like I said, um, commemorates the Maccabean victories over the forces of the Seleucid. Again, I names. Um, so yeah, that that's. I think I actually already said that. So, um, this whole thing that happened was led by uh, Mather. Mathathias and his son Judas Maccabeus who died in 161 BCE. Um, so the Maccabees were the first Jews who ever fought to defend their religious beliefs rather than their lives. According to I think it's 1 Maccabees um, a text of the words <laughs> Sorry, guys, but I think it's the Apophyrotha, um, writings excluded from the Jewish canon but included in the Roman Catholic and Eastern Orthodox Old Testament. That's what that means. Um, Antiochus had invaded um, Judea uh, and tried to Hellenize the Jews and desegregate uh, desecrated the sorry did desecrate the second temple in Jerusalem um, following the Jewish victory and a three year struggle against Anti- and Antiochus anti- some, somebody Judas ordered the cleansing and restoration of the temple after it was purified a new altar was installed and dedicated on Kislev 25 Judas then proclaimed that the dedication of the restored temple should be celebrated every year for eight days beginning on that date. In 2 Maccabees, the celebration is compared to the festival of Sukkah, which is the Feast of Tabernacles or Feast of Booths, which the Jews were unable to celebrate because of the invasion of Antiochus. Okay, so Hanukkah therefore emerged as a celebration of the dedication as the word itself suggests. So, although the traditional practice of lighting candles at Hanukkah was not established in the books of the Maccabees, the custom was likely started relatively early. The practice is enshrined in the Talmud, uh, which describes the miracle of the oil in the temple. According to the Talmud, when Judas Maccabees um, entered the temple, he found only a small jar of oil that had not been defiled by the dude's name that I can't say. The jar contained only enough oil to burn for one day, but miraculously, the oil burned for eight days until new consecrated oil could be found establishing the precedent that the festival should last eight days. So, let's jump into um, traditions. So, 
The celebration of Hanukkah includes a variety of religious and non-religious customs. Um, for example, um, Hanukkah is a joyous festival that lacks the work restrictions characteristic of the major festivals of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. The most important of all Hanukkah traditions is the lighting of the menorah each evening for obviously eight days, also known as the Hanukkah lamp. The menorah recalls the temple lamp stand and is a simple or elaborate candelabra with eight branches plus a holder for the shamash, which means servant. Uh, and that's a, it's called a servant candle that is used to light the other eight candles. So I don't know if anyone's ever seen a menorah be lit, but I do remember seeing that before. Take one and you light the others with the one. Um, the one candle is lit in the is lit on the first evening and an additional candle is lit on each subsequent evening until eight candles are lit. Eight candles are burning on the last evening. Olive oil was traditionally used for lighting the menorah, but it was replaced by candles, which are inserted in the menorah incrementally each night of the festival from right to left. But the candles are actually lit from left to right. I, I don't know if anyone can kind of visualize, but I... I interesting because I know technically in Hebrew things go from right to left so like even like reading a, like a certain book in religion in that religion you read right to left so it's interesting that candles are lit from actually left to right if that makes sense um so uh, blessing is also offered while the candles are lit each night the menorah was originally kindled outside of the home but eventually was put inside um, in ancient times to guard against offending neighbors. So, as mentioned, there are a number of non-religious customs that happen during Hanukkah, including festive meals, songs, games, and gifts to children. Potato pancakes, which are called black keys, which are so good, um, is served, as well as donuts, which I don't know if I can say this word, so we're just going to say donuts and other treats that are fried in oil. So that's kind of the important part, obviously, is the fried in oil, um, which we call the miracle of the oil are popular. Children receive presents and gifts of money, uh, which is sometimes distributed in the form of chocolate coins uh, wrapped in gold foil. Car playing is common and children play a game with a four-sided top called a dreidel, which is Hebrew for, which in Hebrew, sorry, is sevifon, sevifon. On each side of the top is a Hebrew letter, which forms the initials of the words in the phrase Nez Godol Haya Shem, meaning a great miracle happened there. In contemporary Israel, Hanukkah is a national holiday and students present plays sing holiday songs and have parties. Schools are closed and menorahs are displayed atop such prominent buildings as the Israeli parliament, uh, the Nezet. Um, a highlight of the eight-day festival is an annual relay from, oh boy, Mad Madian to Jerusalem, which is, that's a place. 
um, runners carry burning torches through the streets beginning in Modern and that's basically that's basically Hanukkah um, so that's kind of that's a lie I didn't know that was pretty cool so um, let's talk uh, Boxing Day so the custom of Boxing Day is actually linked to an older British tradition where the servants of the wealthy were allowed the next day to visit their families since they would have had to serve their masters on Christmas Day. Really, really interesting. So, December 26th is only a day for Santa Claus to catch his breath, apparently. Um, so that is, as I mentioned before, is also what Boxing Day is actually supposed to have been. Not so much now, but that's what it was then. Um, so Boxing Day, as mentioned in the beginning, is a holiday that is celebrated in the UK, as well as other British Commonwealth countries. So that includes like Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. So... So in spite of its peculiar name, Boxing Day, as I mentioned, has nothing to do with fisticuffs, the trashing of empty boxes left over from Christmas, or the return of unwanted presents to department stores. That is not what it's about. The term is of British origin, and the Oxford English Dictionary traces its earliest print attribution to 1833 which is four years before Charles Dickens referred to it in the Pickwick Papers, which I'm assuming is about the exact roots of the holiday name are unknown, but there are two leading theories, both of which are connected to a charity traditionally distributed to lower classes on the day after Christmas, as mentioned previously. So another popular theory is that the Boxing Day moniker arose from the Elms boxes that were placed in churches during the Advent season for the collection of monetary donations from parishioners. So, clergy members distributed the contents of the boxes to the poor on December 26th, which is also the feast of Saint Stephen, um, who was the first Christian martyr and a figure known uh, for facts of, for acts of charity. So Ireland actually celebrates December 26th as St. Stephen's Day, not Boxing Day. Um, so although the practice of almsgiving on December 26th as, has faded, uh, with charity now being given in the weeks leading up to Christmas, the Boxing Day name has, endure, um, has endured, has gone on, as we kind of know here in Canada. These days, December 26th is a popular holiday in the United Kingdom, as well as the Commonwealth countries for watching sports, such as soccer or cricket, shopping, and visiting friends. So that's basically it for the history of Boxing Day. So that's pretty cool facts on, you know, uh, Hanukkah and, you know, Boxing Day. Um, what I wanted to to ask it's like like um what are like you know the, the colors on the the, the candles 
powder just like, you know, purple for the viewers to just, like, you know, understand. No, 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 no. I think you're confused. The menorah doesn't have colors on them. You're thinking an advent calendar. That is completely an advent candle. Totally different. Yes. Yeah. 100% different. That's something that it happens in in Christianity that does not happen in in Judaism. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just a candelabra, a regular colored candelabra, and then just the regular Mm -hmm. colored candles. There are no colors to the candles. Okay, so there is no color to it. No. Alright. Sorry for the confusion. Um (laughs) but yeah. Um and also, you know, like Boxing Day, uh people all out there for just you know for the deals just like how you know Black Friday so, mm-hmm. they don't know they don't know the real origin of Boxing Day so that's a good thing that you just yeah. like you know, educate people on yeah. what Boxing Day is well that's the thing really we have to kind of remember that everything <laughs> that we do there is a history behind it there it comes from something it doesn't just materialize there's always a reason why something is the way it is so like, yes, it's not surprising that no one really knows why something is something. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, I didn't even know. Because even doing the research on this, I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm going to get. Because I don't mm. know if there is a history <laughs> with Boxing Day. Um, it's very simple. There's not a lot. But it, it it's, yeah, it's it's something. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah it's it, there's always a history with everything. Everything that's celebrated, um, mm-hmm. actual holidays, not like Happy Pancake Day or something like that. Everything <laughs> has um, it, uh, like an origin story. Right. Yeah. So we're going to go on to our, you know, favorite uh, Christmas stuff. Yeah. Let's start with favorite favorite Christmas movies. Movies okay, yeah. so I do have some okay. on my uh, letterbox here, so I will put the link in the description of this episode. So basically, I'm gonna name off one, two, three, four. We're doing four, five, two, five, oh, top, five. Top, top five, top five, and then you can do honorable mentions. But let's oh. limit the honorable mentions oh. to like two or three. Okay? That's what we're doing. Can't do 14. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Hmm. Home Alone 2. Okay. Home Alone 2, okay. Yeah, Home Alone 2. So okay. the last, I think that's the, let me see. That is that, that the last. That that's the last one with Macaulay Culkin. But there's others. Yeah. Yeah, but nah, we don't mentioned other ones. I like Home Alone 3. What are you talking about? Home Alone 3 was still, like, I was still a kid when that one came out. So I actually enjoyed that one. After that, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, 4, 5, 6. Yeah, I I saw the the last one. The the recent one. You did? Yeah, it was terrible. That was horrible. (laughs) Horrible. But yeah. But yeah, okay, so everybody loves this one. Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. It's fantastic. Um, so there's two Grinch movies. Um, mm-hmm. 
the the one that came a couple years ago, like mm-hmm. yeah, I know which one. The, cartoon, the animated one, yeah. which was really good in my opinion. Yeah, Cumberbatch, I think was, uh, I can't remember his first name, but he's the one yeah. that voiced. It. Yeah, it's good. So, and then there's the Jim Carrey one, which classic. is also classic, very very classic. Yeah. And okay, so do you remember? Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. The 1964 version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the only really true version. Yeah. Right. And, I don't think they ever did other movies for that. Gosh, I couldn't think of. I it. think there's, I think there's alternative like animations of you know. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I think they did, but it still was very similar to the original. I think really and truly just in, like bettered the animation. It was more like more modernized mm-hmm. um, animation, but it was still Perfect. like the same storyline. So, all right, yeah. And then my last one will be hmm, hmm, a crazy nights with Adam Sound. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. one I forgot about, but yeah, yeah, yeah a crazy nights. Yeah, yeah. It's technically movie. a Hanukkah movie, so there you go. Yeah, yeah but it's, it mixes up with Christmas and Hanukkah at the same time, because, like, you know... Well, it always has been at the same time, absolutely, but, yeah, it's technically a Hanukkah movie, because now it's a Jewish yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the honorable mentions, uh, Jungle All the Way. Okay, yeah. Jack Frost. Okay. A Christmas Carol. Okay. Mickey Mouse, uh, uh, let's see, yeah. Mickey Mouse, Once Upon a Time of Christmas. Okay. And then, uh, let's see, uh, The Muffet's Christmas Carol, okay. and <laughs> The National Lupin of Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon. Lampoon, my bad. Pronounce it. Funny movie. Yeah, it's a. You mean vacation or the Christmas movie? Because they actually didn't go on vacation. And it was Christmas like, vacation. It says yeah, it says Christmas vacation on here. Okay. Yeah, I don't. They didn't actually go on vacation, but anyways, yeah, they were well, home. People came well, to them. <laughs> all right, so, and that's basically it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So for me, my favorite movies, top five. Home Alone 1 and 2, but technically 2 is my favorite. Yeah. Um, Elf, <coughs> Santa Claus, the first one. Santa uh, Claus, Claus with an E. Okay. With Santa Claus with an E? Yeah, yeah, Claus, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, if you didn't, we were ending this podcast. Okay. Yeah. What, what about the 2 and 3? I don't like them. Really? Okay. I, I don't. Mind, I don't mind the one with um, Jack Frost in it mm-hmm. because, like, for me, it was more um, kind of bringing back old child memories because those two actually did a movie together um, mm-hmm. before, so it kind of brought that back for me. But I, I don't really, when I think of Santa Claus, I don't go back and watch those movies. I only watch the first one. Right. It's my favorite one. Perfect. 
Um, my favorite line my mom will tell you is, ho, ho, she show. I love it. It's my favorite, favorite <laughs> line in the movie. Um, I'm a Bernard girly. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's basically that. It's always the first one for me. Okay. Um, and uh, my next one is Jack Frost. I absolutely love Jack Frost. Um, yeah. Classic. Uh, classic. I love Michael Keaton. Like I said, Michael Keaton can do no wrong for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously I have to put him on here but my um, honorable mentions Christmas with the Cranks have you seen that movie? I haven't seen that movie no you need to watch that movie it's so funny it's so mm-hmm. dumb mm-hmm. I love Christmas with the Cranks um, <laughs> The Grinch I actually forgot to put that one down which but one? which one? Oh, Jim Carrey, hundred yeah. percent. I grew up. I grew up with that one, so that's okay. that's it for me. Um, and I love Jim Carrey again. Mm-hmm. Man could do no wrong for me, so it's uh, always going to be Jim Carrey. Um, mm. And yep. uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, there was one more I was going to mention, and I can't remember it now. Oh, Four Christmases with um, Vince Vaughn and Reed. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. It's a funny so, movie. <laughs> again? Four Christmases. Four Christmases. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. um, basically, for those who don't have never seen the movie, like Mikkel, um basically it's uh, a couple who normally don't spend uh, Christmas with their families. Usually, go away, but their their plane was canceled, so they unfortunately have to spend Christmas with their families. And the problem is, is that each of them, their parents have split up, so they have to attend four different family events in a day. <laughs> it's very funny. Okay. It's a very funny movie. But, uh, but, yeah. But let's put this one out there as well. All the Hallmark movies. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. <laughs> no, the only Hallmark movie that I think was really good, but it was done years and years and years ago, was I guess for those people who would kind of maybe segue a little bit into the music um, portion of this, um, is there was a movie um, that was based off of the song that they did called Christmas Shoes. Remember that song that came out mm-hmm. many years ago? That's actually right. a movie. And mm-hmm. that was actually a very good movie, a very very sad movie but it's a very good movie and that was a Hallmark movie but that was like I was really young when that movie came out actually I think it would have been like maybe preteen. Mm-hmm. and that's when Hallmark was actually good they're not good anymore yeah they're all the same <laughs> they're all the same all of same them script. all of them are the same script yeah um yeah. Yeah, and there's actually another Christmas movie. Actually, I didn't even put on here too, but yeah, there's a well. Christmas movie on Netflix. Um, I honestly cannot remember the name of it, but um, uh, shoot, what's the guy's name? Kurt Russell. It's a uh, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus, and they mm. brought Goldie Hawn on. I was like, oh, this is so cute. But it's like I, I can't remember the name of the movie. But hopefully, mm. someone out there knows what I'm talking about. There's two yeah, of them, and. Yeah, it's 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 actually a really good movie. Um, it's it's very cute. So that's another mm-hmm. one too. I'll throw another one out there. Uh, this is this one's very raunchy and uh, oh, bad Santa. 
Okay. You know I what? didn't. I never seen it myself, but I, I'm sad. I don't. But yeah, um, I think that's about it for uh, Christmas movies. That's my well, 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 like, what about what about um? We we didn't mention this movie in our Halloween uh, special episode. Uh, oh, the night before Christmas. Yes, that one. Yeah, that's a that's another classic. Technically, it is can be both Christmas. Can be both. Yeah. And Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Christmas songs. So you go first. Me so go you first. Could, yeah, you could do the top three. I'm, 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 doing, with you. I'm doing top five, and I'll do my honorable okay. mentions of this too, and then you can go. Okay, so I can go ahead. Okay, so um, my first one, my top favorite Christmas song of all time is "Do They Know It's Christmas," which is uh, was technically a song for charity, um, but we have like. <laughs> Stings in the song, George Michaels in the song, Boy George is in the song. It's it's one of my favorite songs. So it, it's that. Um, I know they've remade it. Sucks. Anyways, um, Last Christmas by Wham is also on my top. Um, Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Rogers. Not Kenny Rogers. Shoot, Kenny Loggins. Sorry, mm-hmm. who is the same guy who says Footloose. That's my favorite song. Um, Peace on Earth slash Little Drummer Boy, which is done by Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Um, and and can I can I even forget? All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. Yes. Honorable mentions. Mary, did you know that I have a particular version that is my favorite? No one in the States is going to know this name, but maybe someone in Canada does. This is the version done by Kalen Porter, who was um, the winner of Canadian Idol. I think it was season two. I absolutely loved Kalen Porter. And when he came out with this song, not too many years after him winning Canadian Idol, it was probably, honestly, my introduction to the song. Mm -hmm. It is my favorite song. Um, My favorite version of that song. And then, last but not least, do you hear what I hear? Again, very particular with the version. It has to be the Whitney Houston version. Otherwise, get away from me. You hear what I hear. Exactly. And it has to be Whitney Houston's version yeah. for me. The sky? Is it the sky? The sky? <laughs> That's part of the lyric, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, I... So okay, you do your top five. I only do like uh, top three because I'm not much of a Christmas music guy, and I don't have any honorable mentions. So like, okay, um, yeah. So this is one of, like you know the duets, baby. Okay. It's close five, which can be controversial, but we're gonna leave that there. Continue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By uh, what was it, Ella? Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. What's the what's the card of the original? You don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't even know who the. Um, uh, I don't think it's Louis Armstrong though, because the version I hear definitely is not him. Um, mm. So I'm not sure who the original version it's is. It's probably it's probably a lot more people. Who get. 
the, yeah, they, they, the original version. I'm not sure who the original version. I don't think it's them. Uh, that's um, a, isn't that the, the? So I did do my research. That's the original. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. Um, but anyways, the um, the controversy around surrounding the song, which I guess the people don't know, I guess we'll educate people, mm-hmm. um, is that it feels very R-wordy, if you get where I'm going with that. Oh! Mm-hmm. It, it, it seems very much of a man, you know, putting his power out there and being like, but stay, even though she's saying, I want to leave. Right. This okay. is why... Yes, this is why that song is no longer actually played on radio stations. You will not hear. No, I've never. It's ever since that happened. Hmm. I don't hear that version. You might hear. I believe. I try to remember who it was. I think Kelly Clarkson <clears throat> and somebody else came out with a different version of that song. Um, might have been John Legend. I can't remember though. But came out with a different version of that song. Um, so you might very well hear the song, but you're not going to hear the original song anymore. That has been deleted out of radio stations. Interesting. Yeah, those things done by two uh, black people. So, yeah. yeah, and I, again, I never even heard that version. Mm. That's, that's interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. Second one is uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. By the Jackson Five. Yes. Okay. About to say who. <laughs> <laughs> and then my final and third one, Frosty and Stoneman. By the, okay. I can't pronounce the name. The 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 Coke Two Twins. I don't know. Oh, gosh. Right. Pretty I, bad. I can't so, um. Yeah. yeah. Those are my three uh, Christmas songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. There was another one I was going to say, but now I can't remember. No, no, no. no, I'm going to do another um, mention of a song, but I really can't remember what I was going to say. Anyways, it's... 12 Days of Christmas? No, I hate that song. Um, I hate that song. That, um... (laughs) I actually like the Canadian version of that song, which is like, Mm -hmm. in a beer, in a tree. I like that version. It's so funny. Um... Yeah, but uh, no, I, I actually particularly don't really like that song. Um, but uh, yeah, mm. that's music. Okay. <laughs> now we have traditions. So uh, I'll go first. So okay. PJs every single year. So the whole family buys PJs every single year. So like. Okay. Oh. One year will be my brother's turn, the next year will be my mom's turn, and another year will be my turn. So, we so whose that. turn is it this year? It's my brother's turn this year. Okay. I, bought, I bought it last year, so okay. I went all out to uh, buy PJs uh, the whole entire family. And yeah, that's basically our tradition every single year. Other than, you know, Having you know the same breakfast, big breakfast and, you know, mm-hmm. and dinner towards the end of the uh, the day. Mm-hmm. That's basically okay. Okay, so yeah, I don't have like a particular tradition per se, 
but usually our day just starts off. We always do breakfast first and it's usually um, pancakes, uh, bacon maybe, or maybe even hot dogs. My mom will fry hot dogs. Um, so that's usually our tradition with that. Um, we usually always, it's kind of a big deal because that's kind of the only time we'll get pancakes is Christmas. And my mom actually like makes them from scratch. Um, and we have all the lights on in our house. We have a lot of lights on and we have a lot of lights in the house. We have lights around our banister. We have a Christmas tree. We'll have like, we have like a star um, in our bathroom. Our old star that used to go on a tree goes in the bathroom. You know? um, uh, my mom has a star in her bathroom too. <laughs> and then we have like, we'll have lights around our door frame, which we haven't done yet, but we're going to be probably doing today actually. Yeah. We'll have lights around the door frames. Um, we'll uh, have like, we have these little Christmas trees in our house that we uh, lights up, so we'll probably turn those on. We have mm-hmm. lights around. You remember how my house looked? You know how we have like the kitchen and we have like yeah. the section that was facing like the dining room? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have lights around there too. Oh, that's cool. So <laughs> we have like, you know, um, so much lights to turn off. So we'll do that. So after breakfast, we'll do um, we'll do our gifts. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'll say a part of the tradition that I think I think this isn't necessarily just for our, for our family, but we always yeah. open a gift on Christmas Eve. Always one gift on Christmas Eve. Oh, um, yeah. So, go ahead. Oh yeah, there's well, there's a lot of times that do that. Yeah. One yeah. So we'll do that, and then so yeah, so we open our gifts, and we're usually listening to music, or probably listening to like Boney M. I don't know if anyone knows who Boney M is. Maybe some people do. Probably maybe some people don't. But no. fun fact, um, Boney M. So you don't know. So Boney M is a Jamaican group. Um, they have like Mary's Boy Child. Uh, Jesus Christ, they sing that song too. They have a whole Christmas album. Um, but uh, and they're I think they live in the UK. Fun fact, I'm actually related to Bonium. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. Actually related to Bonium. So oh, cool. on my dad, uh, yeah, on my dad's side. So um, have you got an autograph from? from no, from? no, I don't think I've ever actually met them. Mm-hmm. If I had did, I may have been a kid, but I don't think I actually ever really met them. Um, we do have a lot of family in in England, so mm-hmm. that doesn't surprise me if they do live in England. So, but um, yeah, they uh, I, I've never met them. Um, but I was told that um, I'm related to them, so that's pretty cool. Um, we do have another celebrity in my family too on my mom's side. Technically, he's like not related to us, but mm-hmm. he's related to my cousin. So, my mom actually knew him and like met him and stuff like that and actually refers to him as um a little twat but anyways because mm-hmm. he's actually older than him but right. um i don't know if you know jarvis church anyone out there knows who jarvis church is yet mm-hmm. he's been around for a long time he was in a group as well um can't remember the name of his group but he was in a group as well and uh he's family very very much removed but anyways that's pretty cool yeah so anyways back to, to Christmas, but um, yeah, so we'll probably listen to like Boney M or something, and mm-hmm. um, 
And then after that, we will get ready, and then we'll usually go to my grandparents, usually for Christmas. And um, over there, we'll have dinner, and of course, we'll drink some rum punch, yum, that my grandpa makes from scratch. And, um, And we'll also, for those people who actually like the cake, we'll have what we call Jamaican Christmas cake, which is really rum cake that has, like, fruit in it as well. Um... Not everyone makes that very well, but I think my grandpa makes that pretty good. Um, I don't particularly like it because I'm very picky, but nonetheless. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tradition. Okay. Mm. Huh. Yeah, that's basically it. Like, uh, that's, pr- that's pretty much like what like, everything. Yeah. I, I, I found it, so you know, breakfast first and presents. Mm hmm. Second, and then uh, they either go out for dinner or stay yeah. in the house for dinner. So, yeah, uh, pretty much the usual Christmas tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, memories. Do you have a memory? Memory. Okay. <laughs> um, when I was. I remember the whole the whole milk and cookies thing, you know, you put mm-hmm. it on the table, mm-hmm. see if Santa Claus would eat it. Mm-hmm. We would do <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna interrupt for a second. We would do that for my brother. I think I didn't really do that very much. But we would do that for my brother. And close your children's ears if they are listening to this. Mm-hmm. But obviously Santa is not real. And we would actually do, like, soy milk or almond milk because, just like in Santa Claus, Santa's lactose intolerant. Right. Or we would do, like, fruit juice or something like that. So usually what would happen was my brother was in bed. Either me or my mom, usually me, would come back downstairs and either dump the juice back in the jug or drink right. it and then like either eat the cookies or put them back or something so that's <laughs> no. what we would do okay continue yeah yeah and then um by morning time uh, Christmas day basically the cookies will be half eaten the milk will be half done it's like was that Santa Claus that that drink all that milk and you know and ate most of the cookies and then you come to realize that, you know, when you get older. <laughs> yes, that. That applies for you. Trigger warning, Santa's not yeah. real. <laughs> it, it was probably either your your mom or dad who ate the cookies and, you know, mm-hmm. the milk. Yeah, trigger warning for the kids. Yeah. All that they're listening to. Yeah, the, don't make your children listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a surprise, like, I... What my first thought was probably like it was probably like the rats that ate them, <laughs> or your parents, <laughs> or my parents. But like that, that, then when I got older, yeah, I, I, my when first did you stop believing in Santa? Well, trigger warning for the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm. Oh my god. Shit. <laughs> 13? 13. 13. Yeah, I thought I was old. I thought I was old. I yeah, was 13. not. I was 
11 when I stopped believing. And you want to know how I figured out Santa wasn't real? You want to hear this shit? This was horrible. Yeah. Um, so I was still we were living at my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And oh, to go see, you know, Santa's left me a gift. <laughs> and Santa did not leave me a gift. Right. And I was so upset this was on christmas day guys i was mm-hmm. so upset and i went to my mom and i'm like santa didn't leave me a gift why didn't santa leave me a gift and she's like oh my god oh my god you still believe in santa and i said when did i tell you that i don't <laughs> so basically me figuring out that santa wasn't real when because my mom didn't leave a gift for santa for me was that was basically how i figured it out and um it's not to say that there weren't kids at school that were like, Santa's not real. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. And yeah, right? and then it was like, that year I found out Santa was real. You didn't, you didn't feel you, like... You know who you are, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like, you know, pray for like a, a present the day before. And mm-hmm. then that, that's what made me not believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Because I was like, oh. Santa Claus didn't give me that particular present that I want the day before Christmas. <laughs> so that's when I should have a 13. Yeah. So sorry for the kids that are, are listening. Children probably shouldn't be listening to this. No. Okay. no. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's what led me to not believe Santa okay. Claus at that age. So yeah. Okay. So, are you done with your memory? Yeah, I'm done with my memory. So, okay. I think it's your turn. Or is it your yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't necessarily have like a favorite memory per se, but I think for me, um, I kind of mentioned this before on the podcast. Probably one of my favorite memories was the fact that we would all go to my great grandparents' house and we would, as the entire family on my mom's side, would celebrate Christmas together at my great grandparents' house. Um, obviously, that stopped um, after my great grandma passed away. Um, my great grandma passed away on December 9th, so right before Christmas. And um, we did do our final Christmas together as an entire family um, that year after she passed away. Um, but that was the last time. So that would have been in. 2002 um, was the last time. So for me, that was that was special, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's that we can't really do it, but we, we don't have anyone who has big enough house to do that, honestly. But mm-hmm. it's that, that that that's not really something that you know we do anymore. Um, but you kind of knew, like I was old enough to know. I was like 11. I was old enough to know, like this is the last time we're going to be doing this. And yeah. And it was. Do you feel that you, once you get older, you feel like you know, Christmas is not the same anymore? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Because like, you, well, obviously we, once you get older, you get a job and buy the things for yourself you start appreciating your family more over your presence yeah 
Yeah. I kind of love giving gifts. Yeah. I think I mentioned that before too, but that's yeah. kind of like what I, but even if like, you know, I, I don't think I told a single thing that I want to my mom. She just kind of knows and figures it out, but yeah. there's been years that's been tough for my mom to even figure out. And then when I tell my mom something, mm-hmm. and I have like my boyfriend coming and saying, what do you want for Christmas? Which I've noticed he hasn't done yet this year. What is his plan? What are you planning? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like he will come and say, like, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I want. So yeah, and even him too. Like sometimes it's really difficult to buy, buy for him, but right yeah mm. okay yeah um I'm, yeah like, like i said i'm today so i don't i don't want christmas presents anymore <laughs> so, oh, i still want the presents yeah, yeah I, you know like yeah i don't know i i just don't i don't like i told my mom what do you want like, yeah, I, don't, I don't i don't know i don't really care anymore. <laughs> my brother's the same thing what do you want i'm like i don't care anymore Christmas this whatever give me a gift card or something or whatever yeah and I don't get... does not do gift cards we don't like doing gift mm-hmm. cards in the family yeah because it feels doesn't feel very personal so oh. yeah that's hmm. yeah very rarely do we exchange gift cards in our family I mean we really have to but um but yeah we don't really we don't really exchange that kind of stuff Mm. yeah my family's doing gift cards this year it's like yeah it's easier for sure but easier yeah so yeah yeah that's basically it for um Christmas um moments um what is your memorable um so i'm gonna say my laptop that is now dead (laughs) that was my probably my my most memorable gift as of recent okay what what about okay let's put this into two kid you're a kid and you're an adult okay so when i was a kid it probably would have been my barbie house Mm. That would have been memorable because I was a freaking man. I had a cool Barbie house. Because I had a cool house. Anyway. <laughs> um, so then laptop for more recent. Um, mm. Because I had a laptop obviously before that and it had been dead for quite some time. And I was like borrowing my mom's laptop and then it was a shock that she actually bought me a laptop. But, um, uh, but I'm also very weird. I love the little things, mm-hmm. so I get really excited for fun socks and gloves. <laughs> I'm such a weirdo. My mom is literally like, I should just buy you socks and gloves like all the time. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah. Remember when I got when I was a kid, I got my first console I think it was I think it was the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. I, I I loved it I loved it I remember I got the Sega on my birthday true fact I was scared of Sonic the Hedgehog are <laughs> you serious? 
Yeah. And then my mom, I, I was so scared of Sonic the Hedgehog. My mom took it. Yeah. My mom took back the console. <laughs> oh my God. The and then that year that she bought me, I think, the Super Nintendo for the, uh, yeah. That's, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, you know, I got over my fears over the years. I, I love Sonic the Hedgehog now. So basically... <laughs> You got over it. Yeah. It's because he turned yellow. You know, when he turned yellow, he turned like this super song. I was like, ah, what he turned yellow for? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared. Of, I was scared. Of, I didn't ever play the same guy. I told my mom, like, yeah, so I'm turning yellow. And I don't know I did. Like, he took the Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. That's, that's funny. But yeah. That as a kid, so Super Nintendo, adults, it was kind of, was kind of hard. Teenager and adults, you see. Uh, I guess uh, a toolbox uh, last year. Toolbox. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, the final thing we're going to do is read a little story that I mentioned earlier in the episode. Twas night before Christmas. So let's get into it. Sometimes. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas would would soon be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, or opened the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below when what my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver so lively and quick I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick more rapid than eagles his coursers they came and he whistled and shouted and called them by name now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer, and Vixen. On Comet, on Cupid, on Donner, and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers they flew, with a sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed in all fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll-like mouth was drawn up like a bow, 
and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. (laughs) The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings that turned with a jerk and laying a finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle and away they all flew like the down of a thistle, but I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. And that is the story of Best Night for Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody, and happy Hanukkah as well. So this ends episode 14 of this happy holiday yeah. Next day podcast episode. Uh, the next day podcast is available now on all podcast platforms. We also have a website called solo.to slash next day podcast and for contact email us at Mikael Tanika at gmail.com. Anything you want to say, Tanika? Well, just have a safe and happy holidays merry christmas to those who celebrate happy hanukkah to those who celebrate and any other celebration that anyone does during this time enjoy and be safe all right she said it (laughs) so you'll see us next year 2024 yeah that'll be our first episode of the the new year kicking off the new year yeah exactly and um yeah um that's about it yeah so um i'm mikhail and and i'm tanika we are out until next year 2024 bye bye